I'm here with KP Chef and Casey Rihanna and I'm Cassie and I'll be sitting in for Benjamin just for a couple weeks and it's gonna should be a fun time um so yeah we'll see we'll hear from Casey in just a few um but yeah you guys were telling me about your weekend plenty of family time and um, yeah, so I'm trying to set up this bachelorette party. I have no idea what I'm gonna do, but yeah, some conservative people. So conservative kind of people, religious? <laughs> Are they religious? Yes. That's what you mean. Okay. And that's funny because I asked her. I'm like, well, how conservative are you? She was like, well. Oh, so much Jehovah's Witness and, oh, and like someone else is like, I was like, oh wow, so we don't even have no wiggle room. <laughs> nah, nah. So this is how you do it, though. This is how you yeah, do it. Wiggle, and, wiggle room. And I, I think that you will murder this concept. You know, Miss um, Cash Money. Thank you for sitting in and, and um, um, hosting for us. But um, <laughs> what you do is you just have a, a nice, elegant dinner first. But you got to do go connect the dots basically like go to the restaurant go talk to the chef see what what items that you know they prepare time you're gonna have a big party pick some sister out, out pick your uh like maybe some couple of hors d'oeuvres that you can pay for so when people just walk in it's a couple of hors d'oeuvres and maybe a signature drink all things that you're capable of doing oh, yourself and i think that that will eliminate you know because that way you can have your conservative dinner party and then maybe have the you know the real party afterwards for a select chosen few. So that way nobody's not feeling like they were a part of it. And you, you know, have your little handbags and your cute things you hand out. Mm. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Maybe we start it off nice and then see who lasts throughout the night. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you can do something like maybe uh put like a uh, maybe like five hundred dollars on the signature drink so everybody can come in, can have a drink. If her, if her colors are purple and white, and you know, you know, you know how to do it, y'all. Like I said, sit down with the chef and 
ask them, you know, maybe do like three hors d'oeuvres, something that people, because yeah. people pay for their own food. You know what I'm saying? That's just a nice gesture to get them there so they don't feel right. like, oh, like they just brought me here. You know, like, yeah, we paying some money too. The first drink is on us and your hors d'oeuvres is on us, but your personal meal is on you. And talk to them so they can understand what kind of process there needs to be into it. You know what I'm saying? Be like, yeah, we, so we're going to kind of be over here. We're going to be making noise, you know. Yeah, that's true. Hi, Casey. Welcome. Hi, guys. Oh, my God. Please be safe driving. (laughs) Yes, please, please. This is what I do. I'm good at this. I went to a white college. I can do anything while driving. (laughs) Doesn't meet the safety. I actually actually went to HBCU, but I worked in the town outside of the HBCU that was a white school. So I kind of oh. lived a double life in college. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's very interesting. Like, yeah. I that. white school. <laughs> so like, I was right up the street from North State. I get that. We was like the half and the half. <laughs> so, mm. yes, yes. Uh, what school did you go to, Miss um, Kess? Uh, the same school you did. <laughs> <laughs> University of Maryland Eastern Shore. Hot but yeah, you know, yes. right. Yeah, shout out to Alma Mahler. Yes. Salisbury State. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I refused to go there. That was something my mom wanted me to go because it would have been close to home. And I'm like, absolutely not, because everyone there is my cousin. And oh, I don't want to, really? you know. Yeah. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. When we went to college, it was kind of close to the ocean. It was a great time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's yeah. where my parents are from there. Yeah. So, um, so it's been kind of you know like the Kim and Kanye West thing. It's been like it, everybody keeps talking about it, and like right now, you know, uh, Kanye just posted something where he was mad that. Um, Chloe took a picture with his youngest daughter and she had on like lipstick and makeup and the um, daughter had it on. Yeah. But to be honest, I think it was a filter. Yeah. It looked like a filter. I think it was a filter too. I don't think that like she literally had on makeup and lipstick. I think it was just a filter. So yeah. um, Yeah. They've been kind of, and then in other news with them, Kim Kardashian just did a Vogue layout. Um, so they're saying that she copied Naomi Campbell mm-hmm. in her old layout. So um, that's our first topic today is how you think Kim Kardashian should handle people talking about her saying that, again, she's copying Black culture, she's copying a Black woman, and her whole Vogue layout is a copy of Naomi Campbell's old Vogue layout when Naomi was in her prime modeling Mm. Um, what you guys think about that? I mean, this is what she do. She does it. Didn't she do that before with the champagne bottle on her butt? Yeah, and that was mm-hmm. like a direct copy too. Yeah, I mean, that's she, what she, she was. That's what she do. Yeah, that's what she does. <laughs> do you think yeah, that's what she do? do? Think, like, um, do you guys think that? Do you think it's innocent or do you think and when I mean by innocent I mean do you think that at this point like millennials are kind of in a melting pot of the U.S. like white people are fully submerged in black culture like 
is it really copying for them at this point or is it just a part of is black culture just a part of white millennials culture I think yes. it's copying yeah, do you think they, they really see it? they don't acknowledge that it's black culture first like that's the thing they're not paying homage so it's like they're capitalizing off of our culture where we were held back because of our culture so like these boxer braids that we were told that cornrows were unprofessional and we can't wear them to work you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like all this stuff we were called jigaboo it was the big africa booties and lips and now they're doing it and getting on the cover of vogue so it's like yeah i think that is biting hmm. i think I mean, um, they've been... go ahead, ladies first oh thank you um i think also with the because some of the younger black uh kids i hear they don't really care to for it to be acknowledged it was part of the black you know like experience so i think that's also another issue um that i think we care a lot about it because i feel like with our you know people above us they like put it in our head a lot you know but i feel like i think they care I think they care. Especially like, look at TikTok. The pre, the top ten TikTok videos or something, and no black people in them. Although all TikTok dances have come from black people. Like, I think they care. I definitely think that they bother. I don't think by they're it. stressing they it. What do you mean by care? Because I don't think they're stressing the idea of like, well, we know this is coming from our our black sisters and brothers. I don't think they care about that. I think they just want to have they fun. Care. I think they care because they're not being monetized like the white people doing the exact same thing that they're being monetized. Like, I think that these young, the not the kid, babies, because when you say millennials, that goes such a broad range. And a lot of the yeah, people so millennials, have, millennials stop have stopped. Right. Like the ones, this generation alpha and the the generation right after us, like they are caring because they're the ones, a lot of them are the ones that's making money off of these TikTok videos and these trends and YouTube. Like, they're the ones who have cracked this code. So it's like when one little white girl get up there and does the Dougie and monetizes for like a million dollars a day when the person who invented the Dougie didn't. Like, I think they, I think they see that and I think they bothered by it. Well, so, um... like, Okay, I'm sorry, Kai. You can, um... uh, yeah, well, I, I feel two different ways. Number one, if you take out all of the emotional and, and, and ethnic levels to it from a, a strictly artistic uh, approach, nothing is art is ever brand new. It's always a reinvention of something old or a new perspective on something old. So with that being said is what else do you expect them to do? Because like, look at what's all like coming out of style now, what's been happening, like the style from the l- late 70s and early 80s is coming back into play now, like cross colors and all of those type of things. You know, so that's just what happens in the art world. Now, I do think that they should pay homage to it. And this will kind of like beat the... Um, beat them to the punch and say, hey, um, you know, Kim K's new uh, Vogue spread or whatever, whatever, inspired, inspired by Naomi Campbell's, you know, 1990, blah, 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 blah. That will solve all issues because, and that's the thing with, I I don't think that um, 
some of the stealers of the art and culture don't really understand that. It's, it's, it's simply about paying homage and respect to where you got this concept and this theme from. You know what I'm saying? So, and I could go on and some others, some other behalfs, but I think that pretty much sums it up. Well, I definitely think that um, you're right when you say that, you know, because my next question to everyone was going to be, well, how should um, white people you know, how, how should they pay homage? Like if they decide to wear um, braids, um, how do they, <laughs> if you're in the limelight, how do you, do you stop in front of a camera and say, thank you black people for coming up with these braids? And <laughs> like how do, how do they really pay homage besides make it popular? And what I mean, and also make it popular within white culture. So, I mean, I guess there's two ways you could kind of look at it. You could, I mean, I, I'm I'm just trying to figure out with white people right now, is it a sinister now is stealing it or is it just something they're getting used to and then they do it? Is it dark anymore stealing? Or is it, it, it just is, like, this is a part of our culture, like this is a part of American culture at this point. Mm. It's, it's, it's very deep because mm. let's not let's let like um, let's call the the you know ace a spade a spade like they are stealing the shit and yeah. you know in today's society with these people are don't even want us to understand and learn our own history because it does it makes them feel bad for what not, not us the ones that got fucked up but it makes you feel bad the people that was fucking us up so with, with, with issues and like that's going on, it's very, very, very pertinent to understand the history behind it. So if she was going to wear that as a fashion statement, then she should be shouting out the history of braiding and where the different braiding styles come from, like, you know, where different she regions in Africa. That. That's why she, she got to do a homework. That. But see, what if I think, gonna, I think what... I was speaking, but go ahead. No, nah, you finished. <laughs> Excuse me. I thought you finished. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I was I was trying to share the mic. I don't know if I was being loquacious or not. But um, no, they have to. Uh, like I said, that's why the history is so important. If you're making a fashion statement, then you need to understand the historical context of what you're doing. And because every fashion statement is a history moment within itself. Like what's his? I can't remember the um, the homosexual um artist that uh wore a dress. And that was very, like, he's big. That was like huge. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's, that is going to be a mark within history itself. So 20, 30 years from now, you know what I'm saying? The people looking at that, like, oh, remember when he did that? That was history. That was trendsetting. So with that being said, understanding the fashion and the power of what you're doing, you have to like refer back to the history in order to play, to print, to pay proper homage and respect to the issue. I think instead, like Beyonce did with Black is King, she used a lot of Afro soco beats and she put a lot of them on the forefront. Like if you're going to use a certain group of people to increase your platform, then put them on the platform. That's what I think. Make sure that the like say you go and you get these cornrows, make sure that you're going to someone authentic that's doing the cornrows and put that person's business on the map so that person all that credit and gets all that new business. That's how I think you pay homage and you respect where you get stuff from. 
one more devil's advocate moment for you guys on this topic. Like, do black women need to pay homage to white women when they wear European weaves? I don't think so, only because I feel a lot of that was forced. Like, it used to be a point where black women, it was illegal for them to wear their hair out to the point where the only way that we were able to get in and work in certain spaces where we had to look presentable to them. So the only reason where a lot of people have taken on that image is not because they're capitalizing on white culture, but because we were forced. We had no option but to do certain things like that. So what about yeah. now when we wear weed? Does that, I mean, do well, we have to, we have to now? I mean, and I'll, I'm not saying, I'm not saying this from a context of there's anything wrong with weave. I'm saying it from a context of one group of people wearing another group, another group's cultural thing, their hair, their hairstyle. <laughs> Our hair is not culturally bone silky straight. So when we decide to wear our hair that way is it an um is it because of american culture or is it because um we want to look like white women but it's uh, not white women once again it's, it's a two-pronged issue but if you understand like I said, everything comes well, from history like Asian. and if you understand that the braiding process, sometimes they will use yarn, weave, different things. It depends on what region you were from. You know what I'm saying? And the whole weave thing is in historical context de derived from African culture. Like black people was the one who started making weaves. You know what I'm saying? To, to, fit, to conform to the so-called look of society. But even beyond that, like I said, and if you look at traditional African society, like cer only certain like people of power could wear certain type of hairstyles. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, it all goes back into like understanding, like I said, the historical uh, significance of it. And I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet like that. Yeah, I definitely mm. agree with that. It's, it's, all a, it's all a historical undertone to it all. Um, I do think though, that probably moving forward, that it's probably not going to be a lot of white people who give us credit necessarily for our, our culture. And I don't know how, um, how that will change specifically, but maybe it'll just make uh, Black culture more pal palatable in the future. Maybe people aren't going to see braids as unprofessional anymore. Different hairstyles is unprofessional because it, it's all melting at this point. Everybody's I mean, doing yeah, it. Now it is. Like, you can, I go up in my job with Bantu knots. So it's like now we have the space to, we've taken back our hairstyles and we put them to the forefront. But I'm just saying, like, a lot of that straight hair was because of that. Like, my grandma. When my mom went to Kuwait for a year, my grandma put a relaxer in my hair to make my hair more presentable and more manageable. So I don't think it's necessarily just looking like white people. It's just our hair can go in different forms. And some, it, sometimes it's easier straight. It depends on just like what it is you're dealing with. Completely well, agree. Um, sometimes it's about manageability. Um, there's a lot of reasons why black women like do their hair in different styles. Um, mm -hmm. it's just that I think that, um, yeah, sometimes, specifically Kim Kardashian, she, you know, she gets pounced on pretty hard when she does anything black. 
Um, yeah. A lot of them to me are known for that. They well, make their also, money off I, platforms. It's definitely true. So we talked a little bit about <laughs> Kim Kardashian. So um, moving on to Kanye. Oh, God. The black, the black man who loves her. With <laughs> <sighs> her brains and her <laughs> black appropriation. Um, but yeah, did y'all see the um, Netflix special? Yes. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Cass. I just, I just really want to throw that in there. I think America is at is at a different place with um, the ability for expression, and I want to definitely shout out the LGBTQ community for helping move America forward to the uh, acceptance of intercultural communication. What I mean by that is, when we were growing up, it wasn't. Um, really popular to have tattoos. It was, uh, you know, people was like, our parents would say, oh, don't get visible tattoos because it's hard upon, you know, to get a job. Now it's more acceptable when, you know, punk rockers or people, anybody with tattoos or visible tattoos can get a job where it's not known as a hindrance anymore because of the, the new wave of acceptance of expression in America. But sorry, I just wanted to add that in there. Oh, yeah, no worries. Huh? What's that got to do with LGBTQ? They forced America's eyes to to open up on something that was not the norm and the standard. The tattoos? No. It's, he was it's a, specifically. It's right. It's a, it's, I'm, I'm speaking theory. Like the, Okay, for example. I'm just missing the connection. I didn't hear what you pulled the, the gaze into. I didn't get what you were saying. I just heard gaze and tattoos. Oh, oh, okay. I, I was, was saying, like, yeah, it was kind of about like how all the c- cultures are normalizing different things, and we're becoming a more melting pot, and everyone is expressing themselves in whichever way they feel comfortable, and it's becoming more accepted. Yes. And I think the LGBTQ so like gays, comma tattoos. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I'm saying that the LGBTQT community helped force America to open up the eyes of expression, to accept different levels of expression, point blank, period. You know what I'm saying? To men, to women, because traditional, um, you know, they were just tied on a male and a female. So when, when you open up your eyes and you can accept different things, different outlooks, like I said, when I mentioned punk rocker, that was a taboo in the, in the area. Gothic was was a taboo in this era. But like I said, when you understand intercultural communication, it's the acceptance of different people's culture and not to pass judgment on it. So the expression of artistic, you know what I'm saying? So it like it just opened the eyes on everybody because it was like, hey, I'm your son and I might be I might not be, you know, attracted to women, but I'm still your son and love me. That don't make me different. The same way that they would say that I might be a punk rocker. I listen to different music. I'm still your son. So when it hit home and see the LGBTQ community forced us to look at it from a different perspective. And it made us open our eyes and made us accept it because like I said, you're not going to, you're going to, you're going to abandon your son. You're not going to abandon your daughter. You're going to still love them. They're they're your offsprings. You raised them. So like I said, when you understand intercultural communication, you just understand different cultures and you not, try not to pass judgment. For example, I know when we were growing up, a lot of the um, 
and the, the Asian communities and the carryouts were having problems because black people were taking offense that they wouldn't put the change in our hand. Why are you putting this shit on the counter? Like, well, you think you can't touch me? Because we didn't understand that in their culture is disrespect to put money in somebody's hand. So they were trying to be respectful. So it's just little things like that. And to be more blatant with it, it's just like some cultures eat cats and dogs. In America, we don't do that shit. <laughs> that don't mean that they're fucked up people because they eat cats and dogs. That's just their culture. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, everybody's doing their part with um, the country being like a melting pot and people like beginning to understand everybody's differences. And like, even with Kim Kardashian, like at this point, maybe we're moving to the point where it's not maybe necessarily stealing or maybe we don't have to think of it so much as stealing. Um, it maybe it's just like every, all of our cultures are coming together and and the reason why I mentioned millennials is because, yes, there is a broad range of people, but that's also kind of like the um, generation who was submerged in social media. And um, that generation through social media has seen more people. So now middle America don't just see only white people anymore. They're kind of mm. more exposed to the entire country now. Because of social mm-hmm. media, we're all exposed to each other now, right. far more than we were before. So, like, um, a white woman wearing braids in a photo shoot now for Vogue, to me, it doesn't seem too far fetched. Um, mm. But I do definitely agree with um, just being like um, humble is a good word. Just be humble about where things come from. Um, like particularly if I were to sometimes I kind of think of both I always double dutch between possibly how someone feels versus like it being the worst like for instance if I think about it like if I were to talk to the average inner city black girl does she know where braids came from Mm -hmm. or does she really know the cultural significance of braids and like where they started in her connection to Africa Right. I mean, really not so much. A lot of African-Americans don't connect with Africa as Americans, but we wear braids. Right. I think you, right. That's, also- I, think, I, I think it goes back to my point when, you know, like, I think we assume we can't just go by what we see on social media or, you know, like, I think there has to be some kind of thirst for knowledge. You know, and if you are a person who, you know, if you're living in that type of lifestyle where it's just like, you know, you're dealing with drama day to day, sometimes you just want to escape. And so dancing has been a way to escape or, you know, like fashion or whatever. I just think, you know, like even with me, like I've learned like (laughs) to go back on what you were saying, Kath, um, just. I didn't know Michael Jackson got the moonwalk idea from another artist, you know, <laughs> like, Oh, wow. And did, he, and did he get, right. But did he give props to that person like that? No. You just blew my just, mind. Cause I literally just said to Benjamin the other day, as I was trying to moonwalk on the harbor floors, I was like, Michael Jackson was a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's still a genius. But like those, it, it wraps everyone what everyone was pretty much saying. Like you, we grab it from somewhere. We may not remember, right. you know. But 
it it came from something, you know, like. So, like, I mean, half the stuff I made, you know, think I came up with a melody. I might have heard that when I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. No, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because a lot of that yeah. stuff gets stuck in your head. So, I I just wouldn't think it'd be such a big deal like now we're just like hey whatever you know because it's been modified so much you know and and you can incorporate multiple styles together into one <laughs> and so what do you right. do then so so let me, list, yeah. <laughs> let me say this though so have we ever looked at it from the aspect of they're doing it vicariously anyway yeah. You're on the runway, red carpet. What are you wearing? Chanel, Vogue. I mean, what are you wearing? Um, Gucci, Prada. You know what I'm saying? Oh, who's your designer? Blah, 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 blah. So they're shotting out the fashion statement, but not the originality of it. You see what I'm saying? Right, that's true. And I think that it could simply just be like, oh, this is uh, Armani or made by... Uh, but made by K- KP and her inspiration was Western Africa. Like Beyonce, Beyonce didn't have to say it because she showed you she in Africa with the nigga. So you can understand the historical context of it because she gave it to you blatant in, in center photography. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, and, and, and I don't want to really be like that person is like that parent is always like your history, history, history. But it's very important for us to understand if you don't know your history, you don't know who you are and you don't know where you're going. That is very important. And uh, and and like my and my point, too, with. Um, first, I definitely agree with KP. No idea is original is nothing new under the sun, but like. In the same sense, we're like so hard on white people for not paying homage to us. And then in our community, we don't necessarily understand the same history behind the things we do. Uh-oh. And that's preach. just... <laughs> and that's that's just like, why don't we? Why don't we? We don't know half the time. You, you know, why don't it, we understand the same things? A lot of it was like, from us. It was kept from us, to be honest. Exactly. A lot was exactly. Kept from so us. it's like the same originator. Like it's still them. Like it's not like we were just originally ignorant. Like oh, we don't give a fuck where we're from. It was taken from us, and we had to create something new completely. And they were the ones who took our original culture, and now they see oh, the shit that they came up with is super cool too. So now they're gonna hop onto that, and it's like they make money off of what we had to create out of trauma you speak, speak and it's like it's shit. one thing if we all were making money off it we all were getting rich and big like booties have always been a thing and kenta cloth has always been a thing but it's like okay now dashikis and shit is in fashion and in style and you go into target to buy it and it's yep. like it's got it's got western african roots but right the and, and, and that's a big problem the time mm-hmm. that time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like, it is, it's different. Like, it, we both experienced two different things. And it's like, if they want to go all the way back to see where their grandma crossed over into Ellis Island, they can't. If they're like, you know what, I want to go ahead and I just want to pay respects and only do my own cultural thing, they can do that. Like, I don't know what tribe I'm originally from. 
I would have to give up certain shit that I don't feel comfortable doing just to maybe get 10 different locations that I could possibly be from. Like, we are one of the main ones who had to appropriate and give up our shit. And it's like, at least pay us for that. Like, like at jobs, they'd be like, oh, what can we do to show our employees appreciation? All you got to do is give us money. I don't want no lunch. I don't want no cute little cup with the employee's <laughs> name on it or the company's name on it. Give me a bonus. That's it. I be trying to explain that to my job, and they be like, no, we should make them feel appreciated. Let's throw them a party. I don't want a party. Cut it up and send it. Sounds pretty personal. You want to put a comma in that bitch, and then that's it. You are, at, but uh, Cass, you are absolutely right. Um, yeah, it, it and in Casey, yeah, it's just, it's where do you start when you know, like when you start the race, and then you the people, you know. They can go ahead, and then I gotta like wait ten minutes, and then start racing. You know, I missed out all that you know time. You know, so. But yeah, because you think um, do you think that we try hard enough to monetize our own culture? That we do what? That that um, African Americans try hard enough to monetize our culture. Meaning, like, um, we uh, this this could sound really bad. No, but we don't. It's, I'm no, from I Baltimore City. So, I think we do. I think I'm from do. Baltimore City, so I'm gonna give an example that might seem really um, <laughs> stereotypical. But we love fried chicken. We eat. We we have a chicken box. That's a known thing in Baltimore, and. You you can't find a black person selling fried chicken. Do, do, do they have access to the business loans? We... Well, sorry? I mean, it, oh, oh, she said, that, do they have access to a business loan? I, th- I mean, it's, or the it's same a, business loans. It's loaded, you know. It's loaded because yeah. there's so many scenarios why we don't. Well, the first thing is. Black people need to stop saying that whatever the white person is, is valuable. Like, they will look at a white person and be like, what they're selling, even though they're selling, this black person, this white person is selling the same thing, but we put more value in the white, what the white person is selling. That's the problem. Like, the, like, yeah, we might, like, we might big up, like, oh, yeah, you did that, or you did your thing, or whatever, but we don't we don't put value to it. You know, like we always allow the up everyone else to dictate with the value of it. So that's one of the biggest problems. And yeah, and then all the other little things too, like getting alone and and um, you know, getting help. You know, like that's another issue is just, you know, black people coming together and just having one mission, you know. Um but that was all designed from a long time ago to separate us when they were when they took the man out of the ho- the home, you know, and Yo. split up the mama with the children. You know, that was already engraved in us. So that's what we have a hard time getting that out of our DNA. And we have a hard time looking at each other as sisters and brothers. So it's a lot yeah. 
it's a loaded question. Yeah. It's like we are the only race that lets the, our oppressor educate our people. Mm. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, that's already... I mean, we were the only race that was bombed every time we got successful, too. Like, I'm not... I don't want to put it just on us, like, we just letting the shit happen. Like, it's not like we have not tried multiple times. Each generation has kind of, like, tried to do their own thing, even still. Like, I learned from a lot of Black teachers. So it's like... That's it's not, not what like I mean. Not They're still to. teaching white curriculum. No, I went to Nanny Allen <laughs> Burroughs. I didn't get a white you curriculum. You feel what I'm saying? Well, well, yeah, I mean, but the, the thing is, it's not consistent across the board because, like, exactly, my school, mine didn't, yeah, I and I went to a white school, but no, they, black people for that. No, we're not faulting black, like they're not. I don't, yeah, yeah, it's I'm not, not what <laughs> whenever I haven't, whenever like I speak on like, um, questions about like what black people can do. Is because it's always, I feel like it's really important for everybody to think in a forward motion. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean that the facts aren't the facts. Like, I definitely believe that we've been held back a lot. Um, but, like, how do we move forward today? So, like, speaking of our, like, next topic, and which is, like, do all Black people think the same? And I think maybe, like, the bigger question for that is, with all of our differences, how do we come to some type of, um, how do we come together since we all think so differently? Because let me give you some context of where this um, question came from. Like Kai um, sent me a while ago, he sent me um, this YouTube called Black People on a Spectrum. And it was like white people on a spectrum. And so the first one I watched was white people in a spectrum and they asked them a variety of questions like social questions, questions that would are pretty much ideolo ideology driven. Um, so it, they would tell you to stand on one side of the room if you strongly agree and all the way on the other side of the room if you strongly disagree and you could stand somewhere in the middle. Um, but the point is everybody was equally spread out in the way they thought. And then the same thing with the black people, everybody was equally spread out in how they thought. Now, one would think, oh, my, there was a lot of white people who thought like black people who were like on the whole other side of the room. Um, so that being said, like, we all think really different. How, how are we gonna uh, come to a unity when we have different social constructs, we have different economic constructs, we have different um, things that have happened to us in the past and people we've been around. Um, how do we gain unity in a moving forward thought process? That's the number one question because, you know, now with social media and so many media outlets, that you, people are gaining their information because it's designed like like how the how AI works with our phones, you know, like what we gravitate towards, and then they send us more of that stuff, you know. Um, so this separate, you know, us separating is getting further and further apart. So like, how can we have a one consistent like 
you know, we're trying to build wealth within the black community. I have no idea because we all come from different backgrounds. And I don't know, it's just, I, I just don't understand. Like, I mean, we already have issues within the black community. We can't even accept certain certain groups of people in the black community. That's one issue. You got, I felt like, I feel like religion plays a part into it. Oh no, my religion is better than your religion. I'm going to get to this place before you will, you know? That's another issue. Like if we can just get rid of all those layers that is hindering us from coming together, I think we can have a conversation, a civilized conversation and move forward. So that's- so many, go ahead, Sorry. Go ahead. So many people act like we not unified. And it's like every, it's so many places I go I often have moments, like, especially, like, say, if it's just me and I see one other Black girl in a room, like, we make a connection, even if it's unspoken. I'm living out in a majority Black area, like, we are together. Like, I think it's just because we don't move like Europeans move. A lot of the, one thing I was talking to my homeboy about, like, my family, they're very similar, and they all come from a very similar stock, and certain things always work for them, right? And it's like, but they haven't for me. And even though I move differently than them, what I'm doing still works for me. And it's like, I think that, like you said, we're not, we don't all think the same. We're not even all the same. Like people don't pressure Vietnamese people to act, look and eat like Cantonese people, you know, just because their skin is the same hue. Like we are not the same. There's more differences between someone from Somali and Ghana than there is someone from Africa and Ireland, I've heard. So it's like, we don't have to, we're not really black. That's the problem. I think once we realize we are not black, then we can start to have a real conversation. <laughs> like we are Nigerian, we are Moroccan, we are this, we are that. Like we got people trying to be the same as each other when they really aren't. So, and it's okay. We don't have to be the same. The thing that makes America what it is is because we're different and we still work together. But I think we just have to stop letting them put their labels on us and stop using them as a measuring tool. Well, um, I, th I think that we first, I think what the underlying tone is what you're saying is, is where we can start it is that uniting under one front, you know what I'm saying? Like, for example, in Africa, like you said, there's Mali, there's Ghana, there's Gambon, Ethiopia, Nigeria. I mean, there's like, what? It's like, it's a whole bunch of countries, right? 54 with so many different ethnic groups and sub-ethnic groups and derivatives and blah, 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 blah. But if anything was threatening the continent of Africa, they will all unite under the forefront of being from the continent of Africa. Would they go? And, the and that's the, the commonality. But do they? Like they have genocide amongst themselves as well. Like they are, Africa you're, you're, is at war amongst themselves as well. You're missing the concept. I'm not. The concept I'm not is the concept moving. Because we have people if, attacking America. If we were moving forward, I get what you're you saying. Just get all the people, they have to unite under one concept. It's the you. same concept of two head chefs cannot yeah. occupy the kitchen at the same time. It has to be one vision, 
and everybody else has to acquiesce to the one vision. That's how you move a body of people, any body of people. The, the white people, they all, they're white, they're this and that. They always unite under, in the, even, even the um, article or the, the video that I sent Cass was talking about that. When it came to being white, they all stepped in line. So any issue that was starting them, their whiteness, their whiteness, their white privilege, they all got in line fast. Outside of that, they're like, no, fuck you. I'm Jewish or I'm German or I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm from Ireland. They're like, fuck, fuck y'all on every day. But when it comes to being white, that's what I'm saying. So if, if, if she, if, I just want to get out there. Just because I disagree with you doesn't mean that I'm misunderstanding what you're saying. So it's like, I get exactly what okay. you're saying. But I'm saying that I don't necessarily agree with what you're saying. Right. That's cool. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. And so like with, like, just with what we're seeing here, like the difference in differences in our opinion, and like a lot of our own ideologies, right? Do we actually need unity or do we need the understanding of what we need as American people? So like for, for instance, this is what I mean by this. So um, it, uh, Casey just mentioned, you know, you're not necessarily black, you're Nigerian, you're Moroccan, you're this. And that, that might be true to an extent but at this point, we've been here for several generations and we've been mixed with several other cultures. So is it, ta- is it safe to say that we're all American at this point or no? Do you guys feel like that's totally out of pocket, mm-hmm. even though we're black or we're white, that we're it's all American at this point? I mean, because if you think about it, a lot of us, like, I, I mean, personally, I wouldn't mind going to Africa but I do know that there are a lot of black people who leave in the United States to go to a third world country is completely off the table. Like you would never be able to give up what you have in America to truly be African. I think they may not know what is going on over there in real life um, because a lot of people are living worse here than they would be living in Africa. I do think that. Right. They just are, and they believe what they've said about Africa. Like Africa is a very, it's got some be- like affluent areas, just like we've got affluent areas and we've got poverty areas. And right, it's like, it's true. hard also to say, like, can we fully consider ourselves Americans? Cause does all of America still consider us Americans? Like, yes, we feel we're Americans. We fought in the civil war. We fought in all these, like, you know, we're fighting for our country. We fought in the Vietnam war, come back, and we still dealing with Jim Crow or whatever it was at that time. So it's like, it's hard to say we to fully jump onto the fact like, yeah, we're Americans. When who was it that was like, black kids are just as good as American kids? I don't remember if that was uh, Biden. Your favorite president. Mitch, oh, it was Biden. I, th- I thought it might have been Mitch McConnell, but it, no. they don't see us yeah. as the same. So it's like. But it, but it goes mean, back we to need what them I, to see us as the same. And do we think that all white people don't see us as Americans? I mean, nothing is all, nothing is zero or a hundred percent. And do we need them? The One of the biggest reasons that we are at our deficit is because they saw us as three-fifths of a person. Well, to get back it, to your, like, your, your original question is that, number one, like I said, it all really goes back to your history and the mentality, like to even how they broke us as to be slaves 
you know, everybody had to do what to be free? Run away. So it created individuality. You know what I'm saying? Because some people was like, I ain't moving. Other people like, look, anything's better than this shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it created that individuality where we cannot unite on one, one front. Anybody of mixed people should be able to unite under a front, whatever the topic is. You know what I'm saying? It can be business. It can be real estate. You know what I'm saying? In our case, it's just, we're just, we're black. And with the history mix, see, like under not understanding the history, we as Americans just feel like our history started in America. And in a way it did, but that's just part two of the part one. You know what I'm saying? We have a two part history. We have our American lineage and then we have our African lineage. You know what I'm saying? And if even if you do Ancestry.com, like what, 0.3, I mean, 3% of you might be something else, but majority is white. And that just goes to show you your facts in the history. Like I said, if your family, and just to keep it on short numbers, if your family did 100 years in Africa and 20 years in America, what are you predominantly, even though you might, the last 20 have might be spent in America? You see what I'm saying? To really paint the picture vividly. So it was just like I said, in, in order for us to move forward, we first have to unite under one front. And that goes into everything that we're speaking about. It goes into business, why we're not conglomeralized on our culture, because we don't understand our culture and we don't appreciate it. And be, why? Because that's the picture that they wanted to paint of it. When everything you see images on Africa, you see jungle, you see dirt. Them niggas got BMWs and swimming pools and mango trees and pineapple trees in the back of their cribs. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the now, the now is one of the most beautiful sites you'll ever see, pretty blue water and everything. So it goes into our decision to make business. Like we was talking about that because why, oh, black people ain't gonna never do right. When they do get business, they're gonna be ghetto. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So they don't wanna support it. And what they don't understand is anytime they open up a new business and you get a fluctuation of people, that will interrupt any environment. They don't say the same shit about Olive Garden when they shit is a goddamn two hour wait or hour and a half wait. They don't say, oh, they that's bad business. Here we go again with this shit. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, it's not understanding history and the richness of your culture. Like I said, because if you don't know who you are, then you 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 want to assign to anything, any allegiance. Yeah, and then like also- said, all white people come together under the the front of being white and i said go ahead bessie i i just wanted to add um i i feel when you were going with that question um cast um you know i don't it's funny like i probably i'm gonna be real honest and i know other black people feel this way but i don't know if i can relate to any country in africa because this america is all i know and I think that's why I would I like calling myself black. <laughs> there is no answer of like, you know, my background. You know what I'm saying? Like when I did the DNA, there was nowhere pointing in Africa at all. It was all the Americas. That is it. And I think we just got so mixed up that it's just easy, just, you know, as far as, because what I consider black is Americans, you know, um, I don't consider any other country, you know, like, I know, like, some people may argue against me, but I feel like black was defined for Americans because we just don't have no idea, you know, like, our, our history, 
because it was taken from us. Our everything was taken. So I wouldn't feel comfortable going back to Africa because I don't know too much. Uh, I don't know. But does that mean that you wouldn't enjoy the experience? What about the whole so-called like energy and karma and deja vu process with something familiar that your body has just been there? You know, yeah, that would be, that some would people be love great. water because they, they grew up around water. But I, I, I'm just saying it's far-fetched to say that, you know, you don't I understand what you're saying perfectly. Like, I don't know if I would like that shit, but I, I would I I think it has to come with the understanding also of I might just like that shit. Yeah, absolutely. You feel me? And and and, and also you, too and, and with that whole to, DNA right. thing, with the whole DNA thing, the testing, that is that's not conclusive neither. Because even though it may say you're from this part of Africa or whatever, all they're doing right now is just taking like what matches, and and they have to gather a whole bunch of information from everybody else. Okay, this makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. not even a hundred percent. So like we will never really know everything because and, and everything's been Yeah, on another little quick note what i've been researching and stuff like that and really understanding i know people always under, talk about the black law dictionary because really understanding the english terminology and what this shit means you know and i'm saying like you don't you you don't even have to identify as being black if you don't want to on paper. You can identify like I'm white when you're applying for the job to get the privilege. And there's nothing that they can do about it because of how the like the government shit is structured. Like that shit is so crazy. It's so deep, but not to get off topic, but you know. <laughs> no, I, I exactly know what you mean. It like so and, uh, uh, excuse me. I just want to say this last point. And re regardless of how we see ourselves, we got to understand where our what our environment sees us as. You feel me? And that's where we have to adapt as a united forefront. If you understand that you are a, a threat, and you niggas is essentially taking you out, and systems is designed to take you out, then you need to unite under that shit. You know, I think I think it's more or less about too aligning yourself with people who are like you and think like you and want to do the same things you do. Um, it's it's kind of hard to know what someone else is thinking about you, and it, it really doesn't serve you to think about what somebody else is thinking about you. And I just mean this in a moment of like day to day interaction with people, because if we're if we constantly are thinking like this person is seeing us in this way or this person is seeing us in this way. Like, how can, how can you really move in a way that's progressive? You know, you might be holding yourself up based on what you think someone else thinks of you. And so, yeah. but anyway, that's kind of like the different perspectives that we kind of all have to the point where I, I really, I'm not sure if unity is something that we'll get to. Maybe it could be understanding or love for one another. <laughs> we could start there. Mm -hmm. You I know, just, just basic like love for each other or like being less selfish or yeah. like, and, and you know, these, these are characteristics that affect everybody, not just black people. You know, they, they affect people across the board because like, you know, like monks believe that you, you're kind of monkey braining if you're always thinking about 
the future or if you're always thinking of the past, you can't do the things right now to propel you forward. Um, so like, yeah, how do we all see each other? And, and that was what I was talking about also when I mentioned that, do we monetize off of each other? Um, hmm. I mentioned like chicken in Baltimore, like there's so many um, black restaurants popping up in Baltimore. Um, like it's a gentleman named Eric Williams who started Nacho Bangers in Baltimore. And they're probably coming up on their second store now. And he started it when he was 23. And he's serving his community in a food desert where there's no supermarket. And I mean, just for young Black people to see another young Black person execute that in a very small startup first unit. Um, I think when we we make steps like that and we you know take a leap of faith and say hey just because I'm a young black person doesn't mean I can't do it just because I don't right. have good credit doesn't mean I can't do it right. I actually right. can get a loan if I try hard enough I actually can get a loan if I write a good business plan mm -hmm. like there are things that have held us back perhaps there aren't the same things that's holding us back right now and I think if we kind of stay on the straight and narrow, as far as not like thinking about what other people think about us, maybe, maybe we could go forward a little bit. Yeah, but I, 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 I like what you just said. You're absolutely right. As uh, far as that, uh, you know, it comes back to your drive. And that's why I said like, you know, a lot of black, black people, we don't all come from the same background, but if we, if we have that drive, you know, you know, like we can get somewhere. You know what I'm saying? You can get farther when you work together, but you still can make moves. Yeah, is it me or I, um, what? I couldn't hear nothing for a second. Sorry. Oh. Oh darn! It was some good stuff said just there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I missed it. Yeah, yeah. I know I might be sounding like I'm caping for white people, and I never want to do that, but. Um, <laughs> the next topic is, do you guys think that white people should have a white history month? No. They have a white because history years of public education. Thank you. That was quick. They were, quick. What, do you think? what do you think, KP? <laughs> Like black history is white history to be honest too you know i know yes every month is like they say but they are part of our history <laughs> you know to be honest to be honest let's be real like black history truly is white history <laughs> we're talking about all you know like what has been done to us i tell you what you, know? if you need to learn that shit because they show you time and time again their ideology and framework on life is really Darwin's theory, the survival of the fittest. So it's like if you look, if your approach to life is like, well, we got a lot of food, we got a lot of like groceries, everybody can eat, and they like, nah, nigga, we preparing for the end. So I'm, I need all of this. You feel me? You got to prepare yourself for dealing with that type of person. You know what I'm saying? And history will show you the different interactions with the different cultures that thought like that got dominated you feel me all right 
Like it's like I said, when somebody shows you who they are, you best to believe it. Yeah. So, like I said, whether whether you got two drops of African blood or whatever, and you you got if what like I said, how does your environment see you? And if they see you as a threat, they will do everything in their power to suppress you and keep you at bay. They will never give you what you want. Yeah. And they and the, the so thing it, is, they they but, but they so really how do you fuck. get what you want? That because he like. You and you say when you say that that I kind of get like this visceral feeling of like, okay, so then if because I know there's some people who have thought X, Y, and Z because like I've worked in corporate, for instance, I worked in corporate America for the past. Uh, okay, it's been probably 17 years now, and I finally got to a point where I couldn't work in the corporate industry anymore and it, because it was so suppressive yes. as an individual hmm. like there there's just so much suppression it's to the point where it's like covid you can't breathe anymore hmm. and you get to a point where you're over it but you also understand that if you work in someone's system and specifically for me I I'm running businesses I'm running restaurants for a company then I have to fit under that construct. Um, but then there's like this constant, like, you know, so I know there are systems that don't see you, mm. you know, like I can be at a meeting and have an opinion and everyone gets quiet or never be asked my opinion on certain things or constantly over talked by people mm. or cut off or so forth and so on. And it just really not even saw as, as a contender really until, oh, oh, her name's at the top of such and so. I didn't see that shit coming in. Like, but mm. yeah, so what do you, the reason why I said I get a visceral feeling from that. So like, what do you do when you feel like a system isn't for you? Are you a sitting duck or do you, what do you do? In my opinion personally you know everybody is entitled to their own i would extract myself from that environment why be somewhere where nobody doesn't want you so you mean like repatriation like go back to africa i mean there the islands anywhere any other places will accept me you know well now that goes to your cultural preference and where you want to be at you know, blah, 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 you know what I'm saying? But like I said, I would just want to be in an environment where people look like me, smell like me, act like me, and I'm accepting my shit's not to be so wildly, like, look, look what he's doing. Like, we ain't doing nothing out the ordinary. We just doing everyday shit. I want to be around people who do the same everyday shit that I do. You know what I'm saying? And like that leads me to uh, Ireland, then then so be it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you can but, find that in the states. You can go to Atlanta. There are some black ass. Mean, there are some black ass areas in the states. Yeah, but I can't survive because of the systems. Eventually, Atlanta? I will get tied up in one of the, the systems. The systems prove statistically prove that one out of every four black men will be incarcerated at some time in his life. Still. Still. When was the last time you checked that? You can check it right now. It's probably worse. I was just asking you. I was just asking because you I was just asking how valid it was. That's very it's very, very valid. You know what I'm saying? So when you're living in those systems that are designed for you to feel, like I said, 
they're not even given this proper education by the time you're four years old they know how many prisons they're going to build because of who's not reading and, and comprehending and, and math and doing mathematics and science on a certain level like they they limiting your options if you understand how to play chess they move in two three four steps ahead of you you know what i'm saying so you quick, have to quick sidebar quick sidebar black men ages 18 and older one in 15 Black men ages 20 to 34, one in nine will Same be incarcerated. Thing. It's one in nine now? Uh, it's one and, in and nine for ages 20 to 34, and 18 is one in 15. So, I mean, it is, okay. that's that's a really bad statistic. One in 15 will be Does incarcerated. Does it have the numbers for, like, the other demographics? Yes. Um, for white men, one in 106. Right. Mm -hmm. For Hispanic men, one in thirty-six. We still Asian, at the don't even, Asian don't even count. They're not even on there, are they? <laughs> they were. They call them the model. They call them the model. Uh, what is it? The model immigrants or demographic? They they trying to the white people trying to claim them too. And and <laughs> I mean, and like I said, just goes to show you. I, I don't just like I said, I don't want to be in an environment that doesn't want me, does not appreciate me, and definitely does not respect me, and refuses to do any of the above. You know what I'm saying? And we're, like, I'm not even asking for no wild shit. I'm just asking for. But I mean, the same I think shit it's the that you want. I think it's the peacekeeping. No one has gotten their freedom by peaceful means once it was taken away. Right, and that goes because, and then also they, they didn't let the people that fucked them up teach and educate their kids. You know what I'm saying? Even if the Jewish kids go to regular school, what they doing on the weekend? Learning Jewish shit. Like the Jews really don't fuck with Americans. They don't fuck with American enough. culture. They survive in there because they're white so they can just get away with being white. But inside their own communities, they that's their life. They doing shit. They building communities throwing wealth around in the Jewish people are white hmm? what do you mean Jewish people are they considered white because i'm just saying because that will go back to white people against white people with the holocaust that's all i was thinking oh what that would be goldberg thing because like kai said if some shit hit the fan and it was like white people can be free and black people can't or white people and non-white people white people can be free and non-white people can be free which side you think the jews gonna be on white the white side it's always been that way. That was one of the things that people don't really understand of, of why slavery, they eventually came and got to Africa to get slaves because they couldn't tell what white, you know, they white people look like white people. You can tell a black person sticking out in a group full of white people. So that was one of the like reasons why they wanted to enslave us and make us work. You feel me? So you think it's impossible for black people to get in the, get ahead in America right now? No, there's plenty of black people ahead. Right. It's, it's, it's definitely ways and options, that, but the statistics are not on your side. So if you if you're a person that is playing risk management and understanding the systems and things that are, are in your place, and you, if you can make it, you can make it. But I would like to be in an environment where I can be average. You know what I'm saying? Because in here, you have to be stellar to compete with niggas that's average. You feel what I'm saying? Like, we got natural gifts and shit that niggas is not even recognizing, and they're fucking average. Like, how many how many jobs have you had? You're like, my boss is fucking stupid. You can do their job 10 times as well as they can do. I think it has to do with us trying to 
get what the white man got. Like we keep trying to walk in their shoes when our feet is too big for them souls. Like we don't gotta, I think if we go back to what we know and if you focus on self, you focus on getting yourself in alignment and listening to what your spirit is telling you to do, then we will all get in alignment because it is when we all come from one spirit. You know what I'm saying? We come from one spirit, but we have different functions. We have different things. So it's like the thinkers are over here. The workers are over here. The soldiers are over here. We're not going to all be on of the same mind. You know what I'm saying? The cells and the eyes work different from the cells and the hands, but they all come together to be the body, but they don't have to know. My hands don't have to know what my eyes are doing. Yes. And, and I, I believe that too. Like I said, in, in the theory of we all, in Africa, everybody was beefing, chilling, doing everything they do within themselves. You know what I'm saying? So we all can survive in one geographical area and be different people. But just understand when anything threatens the continent of Africa, then we have to unite and, and fight that purpose, whether it's a physical demand from another country, whether it's a, a, a um, geographical Thing, you know I think what it's I'm saying? A human thing. I think I don't think it's necessarily Africans unify and Black Americans don't, because a lot of just like within the um, Black Panthers, the a lot of the spies or the sleeper cells were Black as well, and it's like it's more so an archetype of a person. Like, are you for community? Are you for self? And that comes up in all nations, like all of them. Like Asians are unified, but the people that normally take over the last king is the king's family or emperor, is the emperor's son or his uncle or his nephew. Like it's a type of people, not necessarily a race of people. Right, and we that's why I feel like we have to get back to your history because if you understand your tradition you, and, and see like- Our history's and then, gone. No, it's not. You got to go tap into it, man. I mean, we can, I, but I'm saying like, yes, there, I, I have Sankofa ta tattooed on my inner thighs. So I definitely agree with you have to know your history in order to move forward. I do agree with that. And there is a point in time where we're only looking forward. Like well, they always and, and say, the mirror is smaller than the windshield for a reason. And I'm not saying everybody has to go back to Africa. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying go where you can be accepted and be free, but understand, bring you with them. Like I said, bring your culture with, that's what makes you special is, is your culture, your history. And, and to get to my back to my original point is we need to get out of Western culture and back to our original culture because we were different people. You know what I'm saying? Like what the things that meant value that had validity to us. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, being in a village mentality where everybody, your whole community went and the men wouldn't hunt. You know what I'm saying? We go find some meat and farm and everything else where everybody's farming. And then we have a big feast, sit around a bonfires, get drunk with the elders. The elders tell stories. You know what I'm saying? We that still do quality that. quality of life. We still that do quality that. quality of life. But without the other distraction. But we, we still do, but we don't understand why. And we don't do it as often. That's all they did every day. I mean, you know that's because they live, that's because they was, their hut was literally within feet of each other. It's like, we have expanded, but it's like, I grew up in that mentality. Like I grew up with 
like we would have when I was around family, like we would get together all my, if I got a bad grade, I would hear from my mom. I would hear it from all my aunties, my uncle, my grandparents, my mom's best friend, which is my godmother. Like I was definitely raised by a village. And it's like, I do my best friend who's mixed and she was raised by the white side, like and seeing the inner workings of her white family, like they don't. Like they well, are a I'm lot of white families to, to, are a lot to, more disconnected. Maybe to, not. There are some white families that are, are closer than my family. Right. I'm just saying to get back to that mentality. So we ain't going to schools and shooting up the goddamn place because we we're at peace and rest with a better, you know what I'm saying? Comfortability. Cause you grew up around that environment of love. Like I said, it's community. You, that your child could go run in the street in the community and, and don't have to worry about you you in the house, but you know other people outside, other parents are going to take care of your kid because they're your aunts and uncles and your cousins and, and you know what I'm saying, it takes a village. Like I said, when you we ain't thinking about conquering the world and I got to dominate and I got to have all the money in the world. You know what I'm saying? The the the, the mentality, the mindset is, is, is totally different. It's like it's just more peace. And I think that's what we're really crying for in today's society, but we don't understand it with what people, the, COVID, the whole thing about COVID, people really understand the quality of life, what they're missing. The quality missing. of life is more important than how much money they're making, is what exactly. you're saying? Exactly. I mean, as far as everything. As far as that, so does that mean, life. does that mean that girls can date niggas with less than $10,000 in their savings account now? Unfortunately, that's not the society we live in. We got to have that. And so we decentralize ourselves and, and, and go back to the tradition. And when we don't, those things are not present. If you understand that we live in a capitalist society, that means you are forced to make money by any means necessary. And if not, you will be a working class and working class don't get no money. Hmm. I think, I don't think so. I think you might stand on both sides of that argument. I think I stand on both sides of that argument because um i think ten thousand dollars in a bank account can be symbol symbolic for something <laughs> it might not have to be literal but it should mean that as a man you have stability before you can have someone else enter your life and it also depends on what your like what your thoughts are as far as a relationship when it comes to being a man so like some men they might um they might have the ideology that I'm the head of the household. I need to do all that. There's some men who have that thinking, but then they don't have any money and they can't take care of who they're with. So then it shows up in toxic ways in relationships. Mm. It ends up tearing a relationship mm. apart. Mm, mm, mm. You know, so, I mean, people you need to get deeper into what people's like thoughts and things are before they get involved with each other. Bef <laughs> before you know, money comes up. That's why I say on both sides of the fence of that. Because yes, for some people, they need to, they need to have money. <laughs> and it can be when someone is, you know, sometimes money is more than just money. It could be about discipline. When mm -hmm. somebody is saving the money, responsibility, and respects mm -hmm. money, and somebody mm -hmm. else doesn't, that will tear a relationship up because it's resentment there. Mm -hmm. The person who is, you know, who's who's saving and sacrificing, they can't be with somebody who don't respect money or who don't got right. money or who don't want money. Right. So yeah, I could think majority of divorces is because of money. Yeah. And cheating. Yeah. Except for Kanye West. Their divorce. 
Kanye West. So, boy. what did you guys think? Of, so, what did you guys think about the? Um, have you guys watched the um, series yet? Documentary. Now On what? Ozark. Kanye West. Uh, I mean, check it out when y'all get a chance because yeah, I, I do want to talk about it. I do want to talk about it. It was good. Like it, it kept my attention. Like I mean, I know these things about him. Like yeah. His mom even called it out, you know? Like, That's, I did hear that clip. And it's funny because it sounded like from that clip, it sounded like she saw where he was going and she was just like, you know, just make sure you stay humble, okay, babe? And I think, yeah. it, I mean, he, he, it's his personality. Like the very thing that got him to this point was the fact that he knew he was the best and no one could tell him otherwise. And it's like, as he started to, rise in the success ranks that was validated for him so it gets to a point where he now thinks he's a god like he is the right. be- he's the best out there he's the most successful he's done this he came from this to that and like what's an icarus like you just gotta be careful before those wings melt you know and i'm not saying that's gonna happen i'm not wishing that on him but i'm just saying that you just you gotta what was his name? Why he said, come up in the hood and they take everything you wearing. Like, it don't matter. If you're not sharing, the stick boy's going to come take it. So it's like uh, your uh, time and uh, an offering. And you going to just said it, but go ahead and say what you got to say. No, no, never. I just understand that man a little bit differently. Like, if you really understand Kanye, he was the Kanye that we loved up until what? Up until his his fucking centerpiece, his, 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 you know what I'm saying? His mom. But his it's like angel. all of our parents are meant to leave us. All of I our understand parents that. leave us. But and we can't. That, but that up. was premature. It was premature. And when you're not mentally like, okay, in the, in the kitchen, we have this thing called mise en place. I mean, it's the French term that means mentally and physically prepared. So before an event, you need to like, visualize this shit happening you need to manifest it you need to go over your recipes know i'm in and out physically and mentally prepared and so the, and that goes a long way so for him not to be prepared for that because i was premature that shit just fucked him up it's devastated and i can feel it because of the type of uh the angels that i have in my life you know what i'm saying and how I many want to make the stallion's gonna just... start to downward spiral now huh i said i wonder if meg the stallion's gonna start to downward spiral now she already done that. She already been in her little spiral of drinking too much and messing with crazy niggas and getting shot in the foot. You see what happened? Like I said, when you have that type yeah, of that was injury, her. that was on her. Exactly, exactly. That's I mean, that was my point. Oh, when you have that oh, type okay. of angel, and and it's, that angel is taken from you prematurely, and you haven't mesenplashed yourself with it. It's just like you just is just like fuck it. And then Amber Rose left him at the same time. And he was just like, you know what? Fuck everything. I'm a genius, and geniuses sure. do crazy ass shit. Like a genius just know, can't he, sit in the I house and be happy her. with millions of dollars. I think he left her. I think he left her. Well, I mean, he didn't really appreciate her at the time. And sometimes, you know, as black men, you don't understand what you got until you lost it. And then you he know, I appreciate say he was his white. initial girlfriend who was I with talk, him when I he was saying that about a white girl. I well, think that Ryan has something on 
Go ahead. I think Kanye West is a classic example of just a person with some mental health issues. He is. Like he's, I just seriously believe that. And I mean, I'm really not even saying to be frank. I really think he just, he, he sincerely does. needs something. And I don't necessarily <laughs> believe that medicine is the cure for mental illness. True, right. I, I'm kind of on the fence with that because, because, um, you know, he medicine me on the van yeah, but <laughs> he does. Yeah, it's something. It's something well, you know there. what? Yeah, I agree with you. And I used to say the same thing until I had a, a friend who was not extreme as him, but she was on taking medicine, and that did help her a lot. And and that's the problem. He's not taking his meds at all. You know, he he feels that he's more free without the meds, and he probably does feel that way. Of course. The, but yeah. the other issue, even before, like, you know, like, I just see, I just don't, like, the main thing I don't like is when, like I said in, in a post or whatever, or last one, I don't like when, when things are going well with Kim, like, black people, but when things are not going with Kim, oh, black lives matter. So, so that's why. <laughs> Who are you talking about, Kanye? Yeah, like, yeah, when he said, you, you know, well, he said a lot. He just says a lot of stuff. He's horrible, and it's really hard to understand him, you know, because you know, he's all over the place. He is all over the place, and I think a lot of one, like Cassie said, he is he is dealing with certain things in his mind, and I'm sure, like as Kai said, he's dealing with certain things in his spirit. I went to I would listen to this lecture, and it was talking about Gemini's, and you know, Gemini's are ruled by Mercury, and Mercury mm-hmm. is the closest planet to the sun. And Mercury is one of the, I don't know if it's the only, I think it's the only planet where at all times there is half of it is extremely hot and the other half is extremely cold because it's facing away from the sun and it's facing the sun. So it's like and Kanye is hitting the with the Mercury in retrograde. Yeah. And Kanye is like full representation of who he is. And he's completely put all his, he is completely himself. And it's like, I think that's just all we're seeing. Like, Gemini's are here to teach us duality. You can love someone and you can hate someone. And both of those things are true. You know what I'm saying? Like you can love your white woman and you can really love black people. It even hurt to say that. Y'all saw it hurt to say that, but it's true. I mean, this is what Gemini's are here to teach us. And Kanye doing and, and just just to get back to my original statement of how I started the podcast. Um, and, and Casey, you definitely should co-sign with this, is that when you understand your history, right, and I'm going to use the Yoruba religion, you know what I'm saying, at, for this example, it might be some shit that is in his former lives, in his former spirit that needs to be corrected, that he can't even tap into, you know what I'm saying, without understanding your history. For example... And this is a real, real, real true story. We knew somebody that was like, their just family was just like super obese, everybody. You know what I'm saying? And they would do all these health shit, go on diets and trying to lose weight and blah, 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 blah. So they got what we call a divination, which is equivalent to how an untrained mind will understand it. And I hate to even use this terminology, but a psychic reading. And it basically came back that his ancestors was hungry. So... 
the fix to the formula was all they had to do was make an ancestor altar and feed their ancestor. Just a little symbolic symbolism and like a candle and some water. And after that, they were able to lose weight. Now, of course, with diet and exercise, and this shit ain't gonna just fall on your lap and, and you know what I'm saying? But it can be just simple shit like that. And that's just understanding of who you are and where you come from and why your history is pertinent. Boom. Yeah, you took it to the next level. You talking about some spirit, you took it to the next level. I might even gonna go there. Casey, fill me though. Give me. Casey, back me up. Give me, give me, give me some input. He went deep. He definitely went deep. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm waiting for him to respond. One of my niggas texted me and I liked it. So I kind of I left a little bit. So I can't even, I really, I'm sure it was great. Yeah. <laughs> Kai, it was it was pretty great. It was great. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Is. I mean, that's why you gotta be careful about who you let in your space. Or I used yes. to tell my friend this, like, you got to be careful who you have sex with because whatever demons they got going on, you mm-hmm. allowing it, you just sucking it up too. You know, like, you if you throw off careful. your pH, imagine what it's doing to your spirit. You are, <laughs> you, listen, you are absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Well, it was great talking with you guys tonight, and I really want us to be done so Casey can reply to her text. (laughs) And she can have a great night.